0: Welcome to the Capital News Illinois weekly roundup. I'm Jennifer Fuller. National and state leaders are urging caution this week as fighting continues in the Middle East. On Friday, Governor JB Pritzker's office said state agencies are on heightened alert for any potential threats. On Tuesday, the governor announced Illinois quote unequivocally stands with Israel after the series of coordinated attacks by the militant group Hamas killed more than 900 people last weekend. The governor who himself is Jewish, was one of a handful of elected officials and faith leaders who spoke at the gathering on Tuesday. Pritzker acknowledged the militant group is not representative of all Palestinians, including those who live in Gaza, under the de facto rule of Hamas. There are many peace-loving Palestinians, and we must honor them. But Hamas? Hamas is a terrorist organization, an army of murderers backed by Iran. Democratic U.S. Representative Brad Schneider of Illinois' 10th District equated the weekend's attacks to September 11th on a proportionately larger scale. Schneider called on Congress and the White House to help its ally in the fight against Hamas. In other news, as lawmakers return to Springfield later this month, advocates are pushing for a measure that would require law enforcement to take away guns from alleged abusers hit with domestic violence orders of protection. The bill is named for Corina Gonzalez, a Chicago woman who was shot and killed along with her 15-year-old daughter this summer. Prosecutors say her husband was the shooter. Gonzalez was granted an order of protection against him just weeks before her murder, but law enforcement never followed up to make sure her husband gave up his guns after the order. Democrats in the Illinois House passed the provision in a broader bill this spring, but the Senate didn't take it up before the General Assembly ended its spring session. Bill sponsors dubbed the new proposal, Karina's bill. Under the bill, law enforcement would have to confiscate an alleged abuser's firearms within 48 hours of a judge granting a domestic violence order of protection where a victim petitioned for the revocation of a firearm owner identification card. Unions representing nurses in Illinois are pushing for legislation that would impose mandatory staff to patient ratios in hospitals, nursing homes, and other healthcare facilities. State lawmakers heard testimony this month on a bill known as the Safe Patient Limits Act. It would impose mandatory minimum nurse staffing levels for various situations in healthcare facilities. Groups representing hospitals and nursing homes say they are opposed to the legislation, arguing a nationwide nursing shortage makes it impossible to comply with such a mandate. Last year, lawmakers approved a plan to pump an additional $700 million a year into Medicaid-funded nursing homes as an incentive to boost nurses' wages and hire more staff. Leaders at the Department of Health Care and Family Services say that change has been working so far, but some union officials say it hasn't gone far enough. An update to a story we brought you last week. The Illinois Department of Human Services says a Department of Public Health re-inspection at the Mabley Developmental Center in Dixon cleared the facility's pending immediate jeopardy tags. The citations could have led to a loss of federal Medicare reimbursement money, which accounts for more than half the facility's funding, but IDHS filed a remediation plan and the facility was re-inspected this week, staving off the cuts. Mabley Center had two pending immediate jeopardy citations from the Illinois Department of Public Health indicating immediate corrective action was needed It came after a resident was found physically abused, and the facility failed to properly address the spread of a bacterial infection. A new report out this week shows Illinois' education system weathered the COVID-19 pandemic, but challenges remain in some specific areas. The report from the education advocacy group Advance Illinois shows schools in many regions are still struggling with a teacher shortage. Advance Illinois President Robin Staines says policy and education leaders need to get to the heart of this shortage and address it. There's literally nothing more important that we do as a state than to make sure that we've got effective teachers in every classroom in front of every child. And if we get that wrong, if there are gaps, if there is churn, if there is attrition, um, all of those things negatively affect kids. Staines says there are some positives in the report. Student to teacher ratios in Illinois are good, 17 to 1 in elementary schools and 18 to 1 in high schools. She also points out the state's continued funding of its six-year-old evidence-based funding model should help prevent dramatic cuts in schools when federal COVID funding runs out. But challenges can be found in rural and urban districts, particularly in specific areas like special education and bilingual education, where teacher shortages are more dramatic. Staines recommends the state fully fund its evidence-based formula and work harder to increase diversity and equity in the teacher pipeline. You can read the full State of Our Teacher Pipeline at our website. Finally this week, the company behind a controversial carbon dioxide pipeline in central Illinois has withdrawn its permit application, at least temporarily. Navigator CO2 pulled its state application for the Heartland Greenway Pipeline project on Tuesday. The pipeline would have run through 14 Illinois counties to transport carbon dioxide from industrial sources in several Midwestern states to be stored underground in Montgomery and Christian counties. Late last month, regulators in South Dakota denied state level permits to Navigator for the same multi state pipeline plan due to safety concerns. Navigator, which withdrew its Illinois application once before, says it intends to reapply in the future. That's a wrap for this week's Capital News Illinois Roundup. You can find all of our reporting, as well as podcasts and more, at capitalnewsillinois.com. Capital News Illinois is a nonprofit, nonpartisan news service covering state government. It's funded primarily by the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation, along with major contributions from the Illinois Broadcasters Foundation and Southern Illinois Editorial Association. Thanks for listening. I'm Jennifer Fuller.